Okay, fine. I admit it. I'm naked. <laughs> it's Rachel's Rachel. I'm Jonathan. I'm Arthur. Whoa! I just came up with that myself, listener. <laughs> right as we were coming in, that's a reference to Head Podcast. What the fuck with Mark Marin and sometimes yeah. he's naked and he locked the gates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am though. Is the issue? Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm wearing a robe. <laughs> this robe is open. This flannel robe is just fucking flowing around my nude form. Oh as yeah. I, as I come live into your ears. Oh listen. yeah. Oh yeah. If only you could be witnessing the site too. Somebody at some point has probably asked about where's the RFTB only fans. They asked about the fucking fan challenge. And I can tell you it's right here in the chat right now. <laughs> if only you could be with us listener. I don't think this is one of the, we're not streaming this one. This is, this is too hot for TV. It's true. It's true. And I'm also noticing uh, on Arthur's video stream, not just our, our logo, uh, but some arid, dry ground. Yes, cracked earth. Because <laughs> it's dry, boys. It's just us for the it's first true. time in weeks and weeks. It has been. I think it's been a fucking month and a half or something since we've uh, since we've had just us in here. So uh, how, how are you doing? And and. Over the past month or so, were you, things improving? Were you? Oh at? yeah, yeah. I'm loving the weather. I had a, I had a, I was grinning from ear to ear as I walked out of the unnamed retail establishment today. As Hell I stepped yeah. out into the weather, it was like 75 today down in my in my neck of the woods, and yeah, feeling good. Um, how have you been of late? I'm getting the same energized effect. I sat in the backyard. And mm. sent a bunch of emails instead of doing it in the fridge room like I typically do. And I tell you what, I was just photosynthesizing up some some good feelings. And uh, you right. know, pl- it makes you think plants aren't depressed as far as we know. And maybe the secret <laughs> is that they just chill out there in the sun, mm. absorbing all of it. So I'm thinking if I get like really into tanning, sure. maybe it'll fix me too. Because huh? I know that everybody I've encountered who tans are among the happiest people on earth. <laughs> that being said, uh, it is it is legit. It is legit boosting me a lot. Absolutely, I've seen a people a couple people mentioned like oh, the, the sunlight, the weather changes, feeling like a drug, and like I, I don't know. I've got seasonal affective shit. I, I experience that most years, but it's it's definitely it's definitely hitting harder this time around. Yeah. No. God damn. It's uh it's cuz of the covis. Like the like that one customer said to me early on uh nearly a year ago when we came back from a brief hiatus of lockdown and a customer said, "Can you change the battery in this watch?" And I said, "I'm sorry ma'am, I'm not allowed to work on watches right now." And she goes, "Oh, cuz the covis." <laughs> much like much like that. Because of the COVID, we haven't uh, haven't been able to go outside or do things. But now, now, folks, it's coming to a close. We're get, we're getting we're in the back nine. We're playing the back nine of COVID right now. We are. Although I still have the the second dose of vaccine. Thirty six yeah. hours of shitting myself or whatever is supposed to happen. Oh, cool! I'm not looking for it. I've heard it's really bad. That sounds <laughs> awesome. From a lot of people, it's bad. Oh yeah, love that. Yeah, so I'm planning on kind of just cocooning myself in uh, in kratom. 
Sure. Maybe if I get enough, I can kind of form a layer around myself uh, <laughs> and I can just fully black out for 36 hours within that cocoon and then come out like nothing happened. But we'll see if that works. Yeah. Uh, there is something I wanted to share uh, before we get into the bread and butter of the program. This is maybe something I should have been doing all along uh, during the COVID is the the tales from the front lines. Oh, it's like, uh, you know. I, I'm a quote unquote essential worker selling uh, fucking luxury goods to yuppies. Um, but uh, I, I had I had a lady come up to the counter today. She had a whole bunch of returns to do because the dressing rooms are closed at our particular retail establishment. Uh, there was a decision that was made oh, that it would that it would cost more like the the cost of having somebody clean every dressing room as people go through um in between each customer using it the cost to have somebody do that and the lines was such that they were like ah fuck it we'll just close them and have people return shit right so people are people are picking up a bunch of sizes and shit yep they get a lot of times you'll get somebody come through they'll buy multiple sizes of a thing and they'll come return it uh, so she comes through to make her returns and she looks me in my human eyes and says, having the dressing rooms being closed is the worst thing about COVID. <laughs> I wanted so badly to look at her and be like, not the 500,000 people that died, the dressing rooms being closed. And even beyond the heavy shit, not like not not being able to go to parties and stuff, not sure. being able to see yeah, your no, loved no, no, one. Yeah, the dressing room. That's the hardest part. <laughs> She's just crazy. Real heads fucking know. She's just crazy <laughs> for those dressing rooms. There's nothing quite like it. There's nothing quite like it. <laughs> go and put on, like drape yourself in some fabric that hundreds of other people have groped. Right. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. Find some little crunchies in the corners when you're picking up mm. something you dropped on the floor. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got the mirror with like lots of uh kids smush on the bottom where they're smushing their little grabbers all over it while their, oh, their parents are trying to close that that is a horrifying set of words smushing their little grabbers <laughs> that's what they do that's what it's all about as a kid you're just smushing your fucking grabbers on uh you know cat litter because you think it's a sandbox that was something i did <laughs> <laughs> what about a kid that didn't have hands and it would be like, I have no grabbers, but I must smush. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, why is that so funny? It shouldn't be that funny. Oh, that's fucked up. Things that come out of my mouth. <laughs> to be clear, they're probably, I, I don't know. Kids are, you know, they're smarter than you give them credit. They could smush their face on the mirror to mark it up that way. They could sneeze onto it, yeah. shoot a shoot a loogie onto it. They're capable of all kinds of vile smush projectiles. <laughs> there's really there's really no safety. Uh chopping hands off ain't enough. We well, gotta just get rid of all of them. <laughs> we gotta go all fucking time, folks. We gotta go all children of men on this shit. No more children. <laughs> Thanks for that tale from the front line, Arthur. It's really, you know, this is mostly a relationship show, but it's it's good when we talk about, uh, you know, a little, a little more cerebral co- concepts, like wiping out all the children so they stop getting their grabber smushed. 
Yeah, the end of the human race would be worth it for us to no longer have grabber smush on things. It's the origin. That's where uh, where COVID came from. Was uh, right there in the grabber smush. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, I have fucking good ass news. What's that? Uh, in in contrast to that that bad tale from the front line, and I assume most tales from the front lines, it's probably just a bad time. Right. Sounds sounds yep. about right. Yep. Uh so maybe maybe cheery up a little bit. Hmm. I'm presenting you with this gift. Hmm. It's the question box. That's the gift. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh-huh. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh-huh. Whoa! What the fuck? Where did that come from? It's the beginning of the show. How could they possibly be at the question box already? They talked about grabber smush. I don't remember Reddit questions. <laughs> Well, golly gee, listener, that's because we got a packed ass question box here. You for did, that, you. listener. You did, uh, and we appreciate that. We got enough questions for the entire show, uh, so this one will be spent fully within the question box. And uh, if you're new to the show or not familiar with uh, the operations of a standard issue question box, this is a segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions in to us, and we'll read them and we'll do our best to answer them. Uh, and if you'd like to do that, you can go to our website, rftb.me, or find us on uh, Instagram, at Radio Free Tote Bag, Twitter, at rftbpod. Click that question box link. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. Type it in the box. And then have seven other people type it. And then you have today's situation, which is <laughs> mucho questions. Uh, and that's our favorite situation of all. So thank yeah. you for sending those in. Yeah. That's what you like to call a high-quality problem uh i'm gonna lead off with this one i feel like i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump in because i had the intro i'm gonna let's go i'm gonna do in the first one it's your question box gift you have first dibs of the treats inside <laughs> uh this question asker says help i want to get dumbed by my partner like held down and really gone to town on you and me both sister we recently had a strap-on that we both enjoy using, and although my partner likes a bit of role reversal, I can tell they aren't comfortable taking charge and being the more dominant one. I recently discovered that this is something I would really like to try more of, but I don't want to push anything on my partner. Any thoughts or advice would be appreciated. Thanks. Love the show. And thanks. We love you. We do. And uh, good on you for, for kind of figuring out what you're into here and trying to figure out how to explore that, uh, you know, with, with your partner uh, in, in a way that's not, it, it seems like you're trying to take a direct approach here. It's not like a, uh, you're not trying to sneak this in on him or yes. something. No obsequious uh, uh, desires, nothing like trying to lure your partner into, <laughs> what, like how would, how would one go about that? Like, how would you trick your partner to doming you? Uh, Arthur, have you ever heard of spiders? Yes. I'm familiar with the concept with, of spiders. Yeah, they're arachnids generally, yeah. Right. Sometimes they spin up those webs. Mm. Uh, so they're kind of they're kind of freaky little bugs. They're into the bondage when it comes down to it. They're bonding their fly prey 
uh, so they could suck the juices out of them. This is all to say, create a large spider web like network of ropes and uh, become entangled in it. And your partner <laughs> is going to come in there and, uh, and see you there and just can't resist the urge to, you know, slurp all the juices out of you just the, the way you wanted to. There's a basal instinct that kicks in, connecting us to all life on this planet Earth. Or we can't resist a web. I really, really love the idea that to be domed is to have the juices sucked out of you. <laughs> That's not what you do. <laughs> you know, you get your, your wrapping string, as they call it in the community. You wrap okay. up your partner and then you get... Uh, you know, you pick up your whatever style of proboscis you like from the <laughs> from the sex shop, and you get slurping. That's what it's all. That's what it's yeah, all it's about. Slurping. Uh, okay, so but the, the the so you brought it up, and you're like, "Hey, I got the strap on. You want to fucking go for it?" And partner's like, "I don't know. I'm not really not really comfortable with that." Right. How do you? Because you got to respect where they are. If they're not interested in taking on a more dominant role, they're not going to take on a more dominant role. Um, right. There's also, though, I feel, so I feel like, and, and it depends on people for sure, but there's yeah. an element when you're getting into a kink, even if you're new to it. I guess, you know, it's like doing anything new for the first time. Like, I remember kind of trying to introduce bondage, you know, with the, with a partner years ago. And being so fucking anxious because the whole thing is you're like you're supposed to you're supposed to be running it you're supposed to be the dominant person here and I'm like checking my phone a tutorial <laughs> I swear to God how to cor- correctly do the fucking thing oh and man you didn't practice beforehand you didn't get your I did ready. no I, I okay. fucking did but I, I got so fucking anxious that like it all fell out of my brain and I'm <laughs> desperately trying to like. Keep some sort of like sexiness to things, but obviously at that point it's like, and even if your partner in this case, you know, they're 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 good and they're being sweet about it, they're like, you know, it comes out as like, oh no, and you're like, that's not the reaction I'm trying to go for. Don't pity me. <laughs> that's when you take your phone and you cram the pop socket in their mouth like a gag, and you're like, here, hold this phone while I while I die. Uh, damn, that was a. Yeah. Have you, have you used this one before? That, no, that's a, that's I a just power that move that just good. came out of nowhere. Because huh. I, I mean, you know, you need somewhere to put your phone. If you're looking at the phone trying to get the rig put together. Uh. <laughs> this, this is all to say, though, that I think there's – so there's an amount of normalness of just kind of having anxiety and being a little hesitant to get into things. Versus, you know, there's also just not being into something and not wanting to get into it. And and it sounds like you've been communicative about this. You've done some experiment with the strap on. You're both you're both liking that. Uh, It's just. Again, even even if you're into these things, just kind of introducing something new sexually, it's a vulnerable thing. It's kind of it could be kind of hard to do the first time around. And I, I think that's the kind of move there is to get really into the communication and whatever else you could do to make them feel like comfortable and confident in doing this and maybe expressing concerns or anxieties that they have. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of try to try to reduce like the, uh, what's the word? Cause there's a fun element to it being unknown and new and stuff. But again, what I'm getting at is like, 
there's also the bad version of that where sure. you kind of shut down or it, it becomes too much uh and maybe that makes you give up from from anxiety or something uh so i think really get into it with talking about it and expressing what like what you want to do what kind of things you want to try you know have yes. you been thinking about anything like that uh you know, even articulating what you're looking for, you know, yeah. kind of from a dominant person Part when you're not in, in your scene uh, and then giving that things a try, circling back and then keep trying that, I guess. Yeah. Part of, of being a dom is having a plan, like, because being a dom is sort of like being a dungeon master, like you're the one who prepares <laughs> the adventure for the week, right? And if you don't know exactly what you're going to do and you're not great at improvising, uh, then that can be really, really scary. So maybe you work with them to determine the game plan, like kind of like, OK, uh, so like maybe like you come in and then uh, you like take your sock off and stuff it into my mouth and then uh, uh, then you get to plowing. <laughs> Good plan. <Arthur. laughs> Cram your sock in my mouth and plow me. Uh, I like that idea though of, of kind yeah, of working like together. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can kind of, you know, you can bring up ahead of time if there's anything in there you're not comfortable with or something you want more of and get kind of a general idea. And also, as the person being the dominant one, especially if it's, you know, being a new thing, uh, I'm sure having that and knowing they're they're into all of these things or specifically requesting things it's, i think it's a lot easy, more easy to be confident trying stuff out when it's like well you know we talked about this beforehand i know they're into this this particular thing yeah and kind of have an idea of what's on the menu you got to do the one will won't got to do it yeah you want to uh, you want to you want to run through the old description of that it's been a while It'll be the twelve hundred. It's like I, I should. Have, I should have like a, like a, like a streamer. You know, like everything. There should be a banner falls down behind me. It's the five hundredth time we've talked about this. Well, but, maybe uh, a brochure. But uh, yeah, it's an important thing, and we'll, I'll mention it again. Uh, it's where you and your partner uh, develop a list of the things that you want to do in the bedroom, a list of the things that you will do in the bedroom if your partner is into them and a list of the things that you won't do, uh, under any circumstances. Uh, and then you compare notes, you make those lists separately, you compare notes and then you decide what's, what's first, what are we doing next? Um, and, uh, that works really well. If you get very granular, you get very specific about the things that you want out of like a BDSM scene. Uh, and then that'll kind of, give that that sort of menu of options that I was talking about and help help uh, your partner come up with that game plan. There you go. Right. I also, I also like that. It just like a menu of options of kind of having the things out in front of you as opposed yeah. to like, Oh God, how do I do this again? <laughs> I'm doing right. The thing, right. A lot, of, a lot easier to be confident. Uh, basically when you, when you do your homework, uh, which I swear to God, I did. I was practicing on the back of a chair and stuff. I just, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it all fell out of my mind. Uh, but I, I hope that helps y'all listener and definitely uh, update us. If you're, if you're up to it, if, if you try any of this stuff and, uh, and, and it works out, but uh, it seems like, it seems like you're on the right track with it. You know, being understanding your partner, you're not, you're not being too pushy about it. You're, you know, you're noticing the th these things about them not feeling totally comfortable with this, and you're trying to figure it out. And that's good on you for doing that. Yeah. 
best of luck. All right. Hey there, Radio Boys. Hey. What's up? It's me, Radio Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Got a question about a set of friends doing shitty things. Going to use fake names for clarity. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I read ahead. (laughs) My friend, let's call him Male. Recently broke up with his long-term GF. So we started hooking up with my other friend. Let's call her Soul. (laughs) Here's the problem. Soul is still dating her boyfriend of five plus years. Let's call him Forever. But hasn't said a word to Forever about the sex with male. So my friend Soul is big time cheating on her BF Forever. And my friend Male is enabling the cheating slash providing the peener. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell Forever that his GF is cheating on him. I am not close to Forever, so a part of me feels strange for meddling in business that isn't mine. Do I tell Soul she should tell Forever about the cheating? Do I tell Male to tell Soul to tell Forever? I'm not afraid of losing male or soul as friends because this is big shitty of them. I just want to do this the right way. Thanks, fellas. Hashtag male soul forever. <laughs> okay. I appreciate uh, this merging of, of uh, a good male soul callback with a serious question here. Yes. Yes. This is exactly the kind of highbrow entertainment that you can expect from Radio Free Topic and Radio Free Topag's listeners. Uh, I think as a blanket rule, I'm going to make a general rule here. If you are aware of infidelity in someone else's relationship, you shouldn't be the one to drop the knowledge on the partner that doesn't know. That You know what I mean? It's like you right. know two partners. You know that one of them is cheating. Uh, you go to the one that you know is cheating and you encourage them to confess to their partner. But I don't think you can be the one to drop the knowledge on the partner who is being cheated on. I agree typically with kind of edge cases be like, I don't know, you're more close to this partner being cheated on, not the mm-hmm. one doing the cheating. Maybe you have no kind of attachment to them. Right. Uh and it's a situation where, you know, they're miserable. Like you're this this friend is in a terrible situation. It's kind of a last resort of like, God, fucking damn. Uh, right. But I would agree in a case like this where uh, you got connections to all, all these folks. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're, you are able to talk to the person who's who's doing the cheating from a place of like, I'm your friend. Come on, get your shit together. Uh, And I I do think that's the move in this case, too. I'm trying to. Trying to uh, remember who's who with the with the names. I got lost in the sauce on the names. Okay, which I can't because it's it was very good. (laughs) Yeah, it was cracking me up, but I'm a little bit lost now. Male broke up with long term GF started hooking up with soul. So male soul is a duo it's, uh-huh. it's the hooking up soul has a boyfriend named forever of five plus years yeah god damn yeah 
So. Oh, and they're friends with. That's the the boyfriend is being cheated on too. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I still Arthur. I'm still I'm still on the same uh, wavelength that you were you were coming yeah. from at the beginning. Right. Of I think I think talk to soul here and be like, what the fuck? You, you guys have been dating for you know over five years. Mm-hmm. It's a particularly rough time right now. Just be fucking direct with the person don't be right. you know don't be doing this because you know it's going to come out in some capacity mm-hmm. i'm sure they gotta know that too if you know you know about this and get the impression uh other folks too maybe uh, even i mean maybe if you're saying you're not afraid of losing him as friends too i might even do a full confrontation of like what the fuck this has made me lose respect for you you know sure sure that's that's a big uh, piece of the puzzle when you're trying to convince somebody to uh, to come out with the cheating is to say it's going to come out one way or another. Eventually, someday they're going to know about it. It's not like you're it's not like you're going to get away with it forever. Uh, and so, you, you know, just tear the bandaid off, like get it done like now. Uh, that's the move. And and the the lack of respect I do. And I do like that the uh the idea that like uh i am losing i am losing respect for you over this right and that you know they expect you to carry on a friendship while they're actively hurting your other friend like yeah what well, are you just, like you're just hanging out like you're gonna hang out with the two of them the the cheater partners like y'all are gonna like go to a baseball game together or something yeah no. and, and pretend everything is cool no nah. I don't uh, want to go to a baseball game. No. <laughs> I hate baseball. I don't know why I came <laughs> to a baseball game. <laughs> I wouldn't be going anyways. <laughs> fucking baseball. The other element to this is kind of uh, like what capacity do you have to be kind of doing this, to talking to them? Like in terms of how much you want to kind of take this on. Uh, oh yeah because like you know what i'm saying is it even your fucking is it even your fucking problem right which and i'm not i'm not saying that in the sense of like uh it doesn't matter disregard it but just like if you're in a particularly rough place or something uh just always keep in mind here i think this is a good i think it's a good thing to talk to soul here Mm -hmm. maybe the other cheating partner too honestly bring up the fact that they're fucking you know hurting people and just to be be direct and all that stuff but uh um fuck i lost the last thing i was gonna say <laughs> my grandmother always said that means it was a lie <laughs> just about to i was about to be out of here spewing these uh these big fucking lies oh uh so i, th- I think it's a good impulse to do that if you feel you're up to that you know go for it but also, if this thing starts blowing up and you feel like you're getting dragged in or something, ultimately, this isn't like look out for your own sanity first, because this is a messy fucking situation. It's going to be, you know, pain and, and shitty is coming to this, out of this already. Even if they come clean with it, like it, it's still going to be a rough time here. And it's just like, don't don't involve yourself, especially like emotionally more than you need to slash are capable of right now. Absolutely. That uh, wasn't a lot of Arthur's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Punch, punch at your weight here. Like don't take on more than, than you can. 
uh, if you feel like if you're if you're ready to because like if fuck being the one who reveals the cheating is almost as bad as in terms of like the emotional damage as being the one who was cheated on yourself you kind of put yourself in that position with the person who's being cheated on so you like you come to them with the information you sort of you have to be ready to form the uh the emotional chrysalis around them and you got it that's a lot to take on and i don't think that's necessarily your responsibility definitely I, i hadn't thought of that yeah breaking the new that's like the most intense time of reaction to yeah ah that's that's a lot to be prepared for so yeah, yeah. That, don't don't overextend yourself on it but you know good on you for for kind of trying to make this right here and help yeah. your friend who's you know being being shit on by their alleged partner and friend i will say this if you're a messy bitch who loves drama just tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> hop on uh get a hashtag going <laughs> we have one we have hashtag male soul, soul forever, forever. <laughs> there we go <laughs> fucking a i uh i hope this works out for you though uh, like in, in the most peaceful way possible and i hope your friend is getting cheated on here uh gets out of this and is able to find somebody who's not shitty true ass is it rude that I don't want to eat my own cum? <laughs> and GF once asked me to eat my own cum, and I didn't want to. She was like, really? But you expect me to eat it? Interesting. This was two years ago, and I still think about it sometimes. She had a point, but I still feel a certain aversion to eating my own cum. This isn't like sticking like a sticking point in our relationship or anything. And she wasn't weird or pressury about it. I just thought it might be good content for you guys to discuss i appreciate you considering <laughs> considering our content pipeline that's very that's very Thank nice you. Of you there. uh maybe give uh me some insight into whether i have a weird double standard going on thanks for the record i'm pretty much vegan so my cum probably tastes really good <laughs> <laughs> well hell yeah yeah first off, we first off we salute you uh for your your tasty jizz Yes. It's a good quality in people, and we uh, we respect it. That being said, I don't know if this is a double standard. Mm. It doesn't, right? Like, because it doesn't have to be that both sides of the equation are into this same thing. That's how it goes sometimes. One mm-hmm. person likes something, or you know, at least is willing to do it because it makes their partner happy, right. and. Uh, Vice versa to to the question asker here though it, it it's something they're fully not into. Is there an expectation that uh did they say GF? Yes. Is it an expectation that GF swallows? Is this an expectation? That's a good question. If you expect of course of course she'll swallow. Certainly, there's no world in which she doesn't swallow. Then I think if she's like, why don't you fucking eat your cum? I think that you have to seriously consider that. And I think you have to give it a shot. If you if you're like, she must eat the cum. Right. Then then you got to give it a shot. If you are ambivalent about whether or not she swallows. Then then I think maybe you're more in the clear. But if, if it's something that you absolutely, that is, that is like an expected thing for you, then I think you got to give it a shot. 
I feel that if if the other partner wants it, because like I can see a situation where it's just never thought of or never considered or, you know, nobody ever brings it up. Mm -hmm. And that's that's just the status quo is that uh, the the GF, the receptive partner of the blue jazzle, you know, swallows. And that's just what goes on and nothing ever comes of it. Um. <laughs> uh, then I could see that being okay, but if it if it is an expectation thing, then I and, and yeah, then, and then it's brought up, then yeah. it's an issue that it exists in the relationship, and and I think you got to give it a shot. And I, I think I think you're gonna find it's not that big of a fucking deal. <laughs> you're gonna find it's like decent. It's like fine. There's definitely a difference in the answer. Uh, if it's just like she usually swallows, it's, but it's never been discussed. You're not like uh, somebody who's like, oh, mate, if she's not chugging a whole pint of cocoon sauce, it ain't even a blowy joey. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's going to be Australian, but I don't know how it came out, but I wanted to do a, a fun, uh, fun calm fun accent. accent. You want to do yeah. a fun calm, yeah. calm accent? <laughs> I, I, I'm doing kind of like uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. From like any number of Robin Hood fictions, well, of course, Lord <laughs> There's no rule in the books that says you can't eat the gum. <laughs> try it, just try it. Snowballs yeah. are great. Snowballs fucking awesome. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty. I'm more on the on question asker side in terms of personal preferences here. Mm-hmm. I've definitely got a taste of my own sauce at some point. Sure. But it's not something that does anything for me or that I particularly mm-hmm. want to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I did, like, I, it, is, it is also cool to not be into that is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, no, but you don't have to be into everything that everyone else is into. It's part of what makes the world go around. But, but it is also worth thinking about that your partner does this for you. Yeah, and also if you have some expectation there, then it's worth like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, but also, I, there's there's an element to me where like, uh, I've I've had a substantial volume of lady come in my my sure. mouth before, and I swallowed that shit. And it's kind of hot because it's like, this is this person's come. Mm-hmm. Versus with mine, it's like I don't. I just got this out of my body. I don't want it back. <laughs> No fucking returns. <laughs> All come final. Right. Do you feel me though? Because like yeah, no, I, I can it. even see like being into it with other people, but for your own stuff, just being like, I, I don't know. I just don't particularly want to do that. Uh, I'm typically critical of particularly I'll, I'll, I'll fucking say it. The fucking cishet men. Who are like, uh, uh, I want to put it in a butt, but if anything gets anywhere near my butt, good night. No, thank you. Right. I mean, it is, too, an element of, like, the, the difference between that and, like, whoa, no, anal's gay with never fucking sure. oh, and getting mad uh, versus just not so much wanting the thing. But that is, like, a fucking common thing. And it is a yeah. common thing for, you know... Uh, Folks who come having kind of expectations of that come being swallowed. I'm going to say that if if 
if cum and anal are on your like specific cum play and anal are on your want list, they should at least be on your will list for a time. Like you got to give them a shot and then see if if you have specific compunctions about them that you don't want to. Oh no, like uh, I don't want to do that. Like you should give them a shot if you're gonna right. suggest other people try them. I feel that. And it's a good time, it turns out, folks. Turns Give out. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> but thanks Give for the uh, okay. thank, thank you for the discussion topic here. And uh, post a post a review if you end up trying your own sauce. No, don't do that. That was a I thought that'd be kind of a funny request, but then I was like, that's kind of weird, as I was saying. Tell me about <laughs> Forget about that. Thank you for listening though. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Oh, too much time on the question box. I'm getting, oh, oh, I'm just like becoming the question box. I'm just like, I don't care what you said more. Text. Give me the text. Tell me about the gum on the question box. Personify. Hey, when are you folks going to record a J-O-I ASMR? You're giving me blue balls over here. <laughs> this, this was posted by Gilbert Gottfried. Um, <laughs> whew, I don't know. ASMR never really did it for me. Uh, neither does JOI really. So I think if I was going to shoot something, it would probably be more along the lines of like, you know, just like solo anal play or like, um, I don't know. That's probably yeah. my speed if I was going to shoot something. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not particularly into either of those things either. Like, and I get it because it's like an audio format, right? Like, the idea would be that it would be, we'd be right up here on the microphone telling you about all the, you know, like, I get it because we already use microphones, right? But I I would want to explore different space if I was, like, creating erotic material. I would want to explore something more visual, personally. I feel that. I I think I'm I'm definitely more visual than, than audio person in terms of the sex stuff, too. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. It just ASMR doesn't particularly do anything for me. And somebody uh, said, I've heard this on a podcast recently that ASMR feels like piss shivers. You ever have to piss so bad that you like? Yeah. That that apparently yeah. that's what ASMR feels like. You get the little wiggle. Yeah, you get the wiggle. That's interesting because I get that from other shit, mm. but not that so much. Not the. And not in a not good that. way. A lot of times it's the, it's like the nails on a chalkboard kind of shit. Yeah. Well, that is, that is a form of ASMR. It's basically any form of what, what it even does it stand for? Autonomous sensory meridian response. It's any kind of, any kind of sensory input uh, okay. that causes you to have that response is technically ASMR, not specifically somebody eating fried chicken into a microphone. But I don't enjoy the response, it seems. Whatever the response my body decides to do. Thanks, you dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're pretty cool. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, and then the, the old the old jerk-off uh, instruction is the GOI, yeah. right? I yeah. watched some of that in the past thinking I'd be into it. And I, I don't know what a, I couldn't. It didn't. It's not even that it didn't do it for me. It just kind of put me off. Sure. I was just, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't prefer a direct, if I'm going to do anything in this sort of realm, it's not the direct, like somebody telling me how to jerk off. 
Um, right. I like, have you encountered these things? There's a version of it called cock hero. Yeah. <laughs> I like that <laughs> stuff before it's like, where it's like a game. Uh-huh. I like, I like a porn game. Right on. Over like somebody giving me instructions. Right. Which is essentially, essentially cock hero is it's giving you instructions. Right. Stroke but at that's... this rate. Hmm. Cause I guess part of my problem too is, uh, I tend to be uh, efficient in my jerking sure. practices, and it's kind of like I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> it's a lot of this video is forty five minutes long. It's a lot of fucking words. <laughs> you got to get into you got to get into edging, man. It's so fucking good. Uh, maybe someday. Uh, but how about for now? We edge on over to a different question. <laughs> oh. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years, and it's been a pretty solid relationship, except for one key difference. He looks steely dan <laughs> and i hate them they're his favorite band and he plays them way too often when it's his turn to play music what can i do to make him expand his musical horizons into something less boomery uh every fucking dude of a certain of a certain type including me finds out that the name for steely dan Yep. came from a man falling into a vat of molten steel and his name was Dan and then he got superpowers that made him real good at guitar and then he started the band and that is fucking rocking I can't disagree <laughs> uh, but sometimes like the backstory to music if the music's just kind of eh, kind of boomery it doesn't matter if the front man is a, a, a immortal steel <laughs> Android, he's not really an android, I guess. This is probably more I, of a magic kind of thing. God, I love this bit. I love it. It's so good because it, it took me on so many twists and turns because, of course, I have to because we are our, our listenership's pretty young. They're not going to actually know what the fucking origin of the name <laughs> Van Steely Dan is. And it's too good and too germane to our program not to mention it. Right. The 1972, uh, let's see, the year 1972 brought the name Steely Dan, borrowed from a dildo of the same name in the William Burroughs novel Naked Lunch. Uh, the album Can't Buy Me a Thrill with an auspicious single. Because it was the steel dildo factory where they were melting it down to put in the dildo molds where Dan <laughs> fell in. I forgot about <laughs> these details. The yeah, the vat. The vat um, molten dildo metal. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's your episode title. <laughs> I'm writing, I'm writing it down. That's very good. <laughs> okay, um, but it's yeah, named after a big old dildo. You can't change it. If somebody's going through a fucking Steely Dan phase, they're just gonna go through a Steely Dan phase and they're just they're just gonna have fucking odd flute rock in the house for fucking hours and hours, and you're just gonna have to fucking <laughs> lean with it, rock with it, maybe encourage them to get some fucking headphones. Cause uh Man, Steely Dan's like a powerful fucking force. Uh, my my father, who is more age appropriate to have been into Steely Dan back when they were popular, uh, went through a fucking Steely Dan thing. And we were driving back from Columbus. I was in the car for an hour and a half with this man and got to listen to two Steely Dan albums <laughs> back to back. Oh, double feature. And the thing, the thing of it is, some of it's not half bad, but it is all Steely Dan. And right. so... It's, <laughs> That's difficult. It's just going to be challenging for somebody who's not into it. That's very true. I I had a I had a bit of a journey, kind of like this fella, though. 
uh, where I was like, I think I was like 17 and 18. I think I heard one of them on Guitar Hero or something. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Uh, and then I got real into it. I was playing my old school as I was driving away from school, graduation day, senior year. Yeah. Steely Dan tied in uh, uh, with my life. But that being said, like, I, I got into other shit. And granted, there was a stretch where I only had the best of the doors and the best of the Violent Femmes working on my car's CD player. And so that's all I listened to. Right. But there's like areas to expand out of this that aren't the, you know, also kind of boomer shit or like. See, I was going to suggest Jet- Jethro Tull and have him stay boomery. I haven't actually listened to them. We're going to, in the break between uh, the main feed and the Patreon, we're going to listen to Aqua Lung and its entire, it, like that track. And I'm going to get your reaction because I fucking. Hell yeah. Hey, patreon.com slash RFTB. Bonus episode every week. Sign up. Hear about yeah. my reaction to this uh, Jethro song. <laughs> you feel me though? Just yeah, just yeah. kind of directing him towards other because st- uh, other stuff that's kind of in that. Find something like, like a little wandery, a little a little jazzy improv type shit. Get him in a like, like Tame Impala, even you know. Sure. Uh. So. It doesn't help with the boomeriness, but if you go to Spotify and type in Steely Dan, you find fans also like the Doobie Brothers, Boz Skaggs, and Todd Rundgren. And uh, there is a track that Todd Rundgren did uh, on a track called a Wizard, or what is it? It's A Wizard, A True Star is the name of the album. And the name of the track is International Feel, and it was in uh, Daft Punk's Electroma. So have a listen to that, because that's a fucking banger. Shifting into cool electronic shit. There you go. The cool guys like us listen to. Uh, oh god! I wish I had some to belch on. That was natural too. It just that was a sip of water. I don't know how that shit came out. Trapped it. I redirect them out of the Dan and into something to listen to. Like this man listens to. It. Rhyme sucked. Toss it. All right, here's another question. Uh, on a little more of a serious note, do you folks have any relationship advice for someone with mental illness? Yes. Yes, we yeah. do. <laughs> I have yeah. bipolar disorder, and I find it really hard to get close to anyone because I feel like uh, such a burden. Um, but I really like someone I've been talking to for a few months. It's going wonderfully, and I'm terrified of that. My second question Hey, man, who ate all the pussy? <laughs> Donovan sent me this question earlier in the week, and he's like, what you doing? And I said, eating pussy. <laughs> um, yeah, I got I got the bipolar. I talked about that. And uh, it's it can be it can be easy to feel like you're a burden, like you're you know, you're going through these these emotional phases uh, where you'll just be completely fucking beat to shit, depressed for like weeks at a time. And then all of a sudden you're just really tough to deal with. <laughs> you just get real fucking in your face. Right. Um, and that can be a lot for someone to have to deal with. Um, 
but I guess my my advice would be to just just live your life and just feel your feelings and just do your day to day and try not to think of it so much because the people that love you and the people that care about you aren't going to see it that way. They're not going to view you as a burden. They're going to just, you know, oh, fuck, this is what we're doing now. And they're going to they're going to rock with you. The people that really care. That's a good point. Uh, I've, I've had a similar experience with with mental uh, illness and, and dating too, but not the bipolar in my case, much more at the depression and the anxiety. Uh, and so, I mean, my, my situation is, is different here, but I, I just kind of had a stretch where my depression was very bad of relationships, you know, and they'd fizzle out. And a lot of it was just because I wasn't doing anything. I was so fucking depressed. I'm sure it was not a lot of fun to spend time with me. And, uh, and in, in that case, for me, I, I think in retrospect, I think I just wasn't ready to be out and dating quite yet. Sure. But at the same time, it's like you have your feelings and stuff. That's to say, I, I went on to kind of focused more on the mental health thing and, and myself for a bit. Um, but, you know, there's also the element that this, this is lifelong shit for a lot of us. You know, and it does get better, but like it's a consideration you have to deal with and all that. Uh, and so I think there's an element of it that just do your best to, you know, work on it, get treated, whatever, whatever you can do to, you know, feel more, more stable and, uh, you know, just, and just feel better about things, have an easier time. Uh, but beyond that, Arthur, what you're saying, I think that's, that's a good point that ultimately somebody you, you want to be with, somebody you want to be dating and would want to stay with would be somebody who has that reaction. But I mean, there is the case though, when you're out dating new people, you have right. kind of expectations and things are good, but then maybe, you know, that becomes a problem for some reason. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to get out with this. Like there's so many elements of this that are just standard to dating in general and reason that, that things can fizzle out. And I guess just like what you're saying, Arthur, don't, don't focus too much on like, Okay, I am. I have this, and so I'm like a burden, and I need to focus on kind of fixing this. And if a relationship, well, how did how did that contribute? Kind of thing. Like you got to kind of make sure you're not going down that wormhole too, because in some of these cases, the thing just will you know will might not work out, uh, or it might be somebody who just you know isn't able to uh, uh, isn't isn't kind of able to to deal with that. And again, that's just somebody you would not want to be with. And again, like that's, that's frustrating. And I had that frustration of those times where relationships fizzled out. Cause it's like, if I just wasn't fucking depressed that these things would be going fine. Uh, but again, it's very often that is not how that works. Like there's so many fucking factors in these things. So just do, do what you can, you know, on your own stuff, but uh, you definitely, definitely cut yourself some slack and, and don't yeah. put that weight on yourself of thinking of things in those terms when you're getting into something new. As long as you feel like as long as you feel like your mental illness has been responsive to treatment, right? Like and you you kind of know that you're on the right track and you're improving, right? Uh then I think that uh any sort of any sort of relationship you get into, it's just kind of like they met you where you are 
and that's maybe not where you're going to end up, but you're working on it. Like you're, as long as you're making forward progress and you're like, right. you know, continuing forward in your, in your journey towards mental health, then I think that, uh, I think people are going to kind of sense that and respect that too. Um, so as, right. as long as you, as long as you feel satisfied with where you are in your treatment and you, uh, then yeah, just, you know, roll with it and have, have faith that people are going to like care about you right. and not view you as a burden. Right. And then if they do not the fucking right person, you know, yep. uh, I guess another thing might be, and it just, just depends on the degree to which you're comfortable. And I know there's, it, it's a little more stigmatized bipolar than the depression with that being, I don't know, having kind of a mainstream, like, ah, kind of meaning to it too on top. It's a little bit more accepted or, or understood to a degree, I think, but, but, I've found just being forward about this stuff and I don't mean go to the date and be like, so I'm bipolar. Nice to meet you. Like, don't make that the forefront of who you are, but you know, if you're stuff you've struggled with in the past or or you're working on it, things are getting serious. You're getting to a point of trust with the person. I think opening up about that as soon as possible is good for that, for that same reason, you know, you don't want to invest a bunch of time to find out that this person sucks at, you know, uh, being accepting or understanding or you know uh mental health type issues can you believe it's still a thing that there are people who like freak out when they find out their partners on like psychiatric medication it's fucking insane it's so silly to me like we're all on fucking psychiatric medication like chill out right even if you're fucking not <laughs> right. or you're getting all kinds of uh all kinds of random influences from just the massive stimuli we fucking we fucking live in yeah you know right if anything probably a little more stable than your average person thanks to psychiatric meds uh what do we want to do next i think so there's two more in the box we got a policy of reading everything but we have also been reading things behind the paywall of late so i'm thinking uh, I'm thinking what we do is we fucking tease it out. We go like, hey, question askers, you put some uh, questions in the question box and we didn't have quite enough time to read them. So we're going to answer them behind the paywall. Oh, no. Join us behind the paywall <laughs> to hear the answer to your quandary. <laughs> that, that sucks for like the two people though. That does suck. Paywalls. <laughs> Let's let's fucking let's fucking crunch through these. Okay, let's do it. Down for it. Yeah, let's go. Because I appreciate I've made that post today, and like five or six people got back. So thank you for writing that. Yeah, we love you for doing that, and that would that would be pretty pretty gnar for me to be like, yes, and we will answer it for five dollars. <laughs> you were saying it in the evil voice. How did you yeah. know it was evil? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Hi. Oh, hey. Sorry, it's, the, a sip. <laughs> it's the person who called their boyfriend pretty ugly in a previous question. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, welcome hey. back. Welcome back. <laughs> to refresh your memory, I was feeling jealous of his coworker who he used to be in love with. Well, after a moment of low self-esteem and a couple beers, I asked him if he still had any feelings at all for her. He told me casually that he still has a bit of a crush on her. I got jealous, but tried to not make a big deal of it in the moment. However, the next day, he got mad at me and told me it frustrated him that I brought his coworker up. 
It still feel I still feel jealous. And many days I remember that he is at work spending more time with her than he does with me. How do I get rid of these jealous feelings? Is it a red flag that he got mad at me for bringing her up? Am I the asshole or is he? Thanks, boys. I still love both of you. Yeah, thanks. We, we love, love you. you too and support you. Uh, critical support for uh, my boyfriend's pretty ugly. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to jump on the red flag part here first. I do think that's a red flag. It's very strange uh, for him to get upset about this, especially because they talked about it before. Like, I don't know. There's a clear kind of like anxiety and it's clearly bothering question asker here. Uh, it's just strange that there was like that delay to the next day too. Sure. Cause I feel like that means he has to have been stewing on it in there, which makes me think like you've got more invested in this person than you're, than you're saying the yep. boyfriend so you guys are you're having a few and you go what's up with this girl i'm a, I'm a little freaked out about this girl <laughs> and he goes i mean yeah i do kind of have a crush on her and then the next day he's all bent out of shape over it yeah i'm with you he was fucking he was he was playing this out in his head and he goes you know what fucking man why Why can't I have a little crush on my coworker? This is bullshit. She's fucking way cooler than you anyway. This sucks. <laughs> right, stupid. though. And then he fucking, like, stormed out of the room. like. Right, though. It's, 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 it seems... It seems like a strange overreaction there. Yeah, right. And again, the casual answer the first time around, it sounds like you haven't been hounding him about this. It's not like... Oh, I told like fuck off. Stop answering or stop asking me this. Yeah, it's the it's the yeah. delay, and specifically after him admitting it, which makes me feel like maybe he's realizing the extent of this. Yeah, maybe he's been kind of playing it as you know, just the bad. Uh, there's nothing's going to happen to this, but it's in the back of the head at work kind of thing. Yeah. And then kind of when confronted with it, possibly is realizing he's he's got more. Uh, you know, more, more feelings there than, than he thought. And th- that's, that's not good. You got to have a big fucking conversation about that. Yep. And, uh, you're going to have to have a deep ranting session about that. Hey, call back to the, uh, call back to the previous one. The research. But for real though, cause you know, I, we don't know all the, all the details on this, uh, you know, other elements and all of this, but the fact that this has been an ongoing thing since the last time we asked and it's kind of resulted in this blow up, after he'd been kind of denying it before from what I remember. Yeah. That makes me think this is more of a thing than we initially said. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, initially it's like, I'm talking to a work person, you know, I could be a little uncomfy, but whatever. I may have even, I may have even made the illusion about how everyone's got a work wife or a work husband. Yeah, you did. Uh, now look at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, don't actually have a crush on your work spouse. You right. know, don't do that. Right. Don't um, continue your relationship on without addressing that while it's just festering in the back of your mind. Yeah, you can't Jesus. do that. Uh, so, yeah, we're we're with you, question asker. Um, also, just as like kind of a blanket note, I'm the last person on Earth to ask, how do I be less jealous? Because <laughs> uh, I'm just not, man. Ooh, boy. But it's I'm. Hard for I'm pretty good at it because I've made some progress in that 
throughout my life because I had a bad case of the jealousies uh, earlier on in my dating and relationship career. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's just spinning fucking around and it makes everything feel off and uncomfortable, you know, and that throws the relationship off possibly. It's just not a fun thing to be sitting there with. And this is the advice I, I come back to a lot with these things. And, uh, you know, ultimately it might, it, it's a little bit oversimplified, but I, it, when the, these things come down to intrusive thoughts, right. And intrusive yes. feelings, you've got this jealousy and, you know, there's the kind where it's kind of like, ah, he's got this thing at work, but whatever. And then there's the, this is eating at me constantly. This fucking sucks. And, uh, it, it depends on the situation here. There's clearly a reason to kind of consider that because you've got a valid feeling there with the jealousy. It sounds like this is kind of shitty, but it just in the sense of like for your own sanity and for getting, you know, progressing through this, however it ends up in a healthy way. When those, just when those thoughts and feelings come out, redirecting yourself yeah. just to something that else thing. and keep fucking practicing that look into meditation and all of those things uh, folks teaching that stuff can explain it a lot better than me uh, and techniques for learning that. But it, 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 it is really a matter of practicing that and just learning to figure out how to let go of emotions. And then even if they come back, not getting like down on yourself or having them, but just like letting it go a little bit. Uh, and that it takes a lot of work, but I, I've, I've, I've found a lot of peace and, and help from that as somebody who tends to stew on things a lot. Uh, you know, it's improved a lot just by nipping in the bud when that shit comes up and be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. What am I accomplishing here? You know, there's no reason to run through all these possibilities. There's a clear problem here. You have good reason for your jealousy. I think confront them about all of this. Uh, but it definitely sounds possible that this, this might be over. It might be time for you to end this. Uh, but again, thinking more on the details and all that, uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to overassume here. It doesn't seem, it, it seems bad. <laughs> it took me that long to find it. It took me that long to find it. I hadn't uploaded it. Uh, yeah, you might have to, you might have to bounce on this if it's uh, significant enough that he's going to get all fucking bent out of shape. If he's going to get all pissy about it, then you might have to just fucking bounce. You got to have the confrontation of this upsets me. What was yeah. up with you, as long you know, as... getting so upset about this? Where are your feelings at with this person? Just yeah. and if, figure it if out. You, if your feelings are addressed uh, and you feel like you're being taken care of in the relationship, then this kind of can, then you can continue with this. But uh, if, if he instantly like blows you off again and then fucking is shitty about it, then that might have to be, that might have to be it. Right. It also, again, it sounds like an ongoing thing and that it's been a bit unspoken and just tense, it seems like. And that's also just not a great sign. Better to get something like this out on the table, especially if, you know, you you would like the relationship to continue than kind of having just the stewing going on. There's got to be a come to Jesus moment here. And uh, you're Jesus in this case. Your boyfriend is. Didn't Jesus have a girlfriend or something? And then the Catholics didn't like that idea. Yeah. yeah. Did they, were they an item? I, you know what? I ship them. <laughs> yeah. You're in your biblical head canon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the next time, the next time I get an argument with my sister over some religious shit, I'm gonna be like, "All right, listen, we don't all have to abide by your biblical head canon." <laughs> I got a different interpretation over here. I've seen some thread on Twitter where all the hubbub about Lil Nas X and the pearl grabbing about Satan. Sure. And shit. This person was posting old like academic papers from monks, and one was this monk describing in just excruciating detail how he would lick Jesus's feet and the feet would actually be cleaning his tongue. And then how, then he, how he would move up the body. It was like a full on fucking like erotica type thing I from so like some fucking Christian scholar. I need, I need to find that. Holy fuck. That's so <laughs> fucking good. Uh, my favorite take on that was uh, some people uh, instead of taking the view that uh, uh, Satan is essentially like a concept and like not actually like really a force in religion. They take the more Diablo two sort of concept yeah. of Satan that if he gets more followers, like he's like a second God with magic powers. And if he gets more followers than he wins, that's what that a fire is. The so many people. Like, I don't know. I, I, not a very religious person. Most of my friends are the ones that are, it's not that kind of fucking religious. Yeah. It's weird. Like seeing that shit was like this. Feels like back to the eighties and nineties. Yeah, panic, panic, panic shit. We've moved. We're into so much crazier shit. How are you worrying about Satan when <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein shit? Nothing's been resolved of that. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Man. Wait. We still got one more question in here. I didn't mean to. Yep. I didn't mean to get into into the uh, eye emoji rant. <laughs> uh, did you read the last one? Uh, yes, I believe I did. Okay. <clears throat> this just in. Hey, a Radio Free Tote Bag boys. I'm a single 27-year-old who hasn't found much luck with dating apps. Before the pandemic, my buddy and I would, or my buddy would set me up with blind dates. 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 Okay. My buddy would set me up with blind dates, which I appreciate. What I'm not a fan of is the fact that all of these dates end up being physically or emotionally unattractive to me. And my friend says I need to lower my standards. Think of myself as a six. Any advice on how to get over this in some way? I have found that the average, are you, you're a man, are you a guy, single 27 year old? They did not specify. Did not, did not specify their gender, but, uh, I have found that maybe this is true. Of, maybe this is true of everybody. I think maybe it's particularly true of uh, of cis guys in the United States. Standards are just fucking warped from what we like see in media, right? Uh, sure, shit, shit's just out of control. Like in a, in an instant, you can see the hottest human beings that have ever existed doing whatever you want them to be doing <laughs> on a screen for free you can what <laughs> so that's that completely that completely fucks with up that completely fucks up our standards and like our ideas about like who is attractive right True. so i would i would uh ask you to just give it more of a shot with somebody spend a little more time with them and like the emotionally unattractive thing that's one thing if like you're not clicking right, with people right. you're not going to click with most people um but if it's if it's more in the physical realm, spend a little more time with this person, get to know them a little bit better, and then uh, I don't know, get frisky with them and see what happens. Good point. 
I can't speak to this specific situation because I am a 10. And so I, I don't have this. problem. <laughs> My problem is that, uh, yeah, everybody's below. Your problem this. is that everyone's so intimidated to? by you. Yeah. Who am I supposed to? Who is, who is the hottest individual on the planet meant to that you're going to, you're, you're going down no matter what, Arthur. It's a, it's sat up here at the top. <laughs> real talk. Uh, real talk, though. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I, I feel what you're saying there. Uh, dating, like most of dating is kind of things not working out. It's yep. a lot of the wrong person and kind of figuring that out. And that's normal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, people are so fucking variable. It's hard to find somebody who who kind of matches up with things. Uh, I, I feel you, Arthur. I think the emotional, emotional attractiveness, that's, that's a whole different thing. You know, I think that's your main kind of thing you should be, you should be listening to. And if if that's not there, you know, Um, but I agree on a physical part. I'm just giving people a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. And uh, I I think opening up was a, a good way to put this just being open to the situation. Yeah. It can be easy when you're getting really frustrated going on all these dates and they, and they keep not working out. It can be easy to just go in every time and be like, Oh God, already like this there's again. not fun. It's but that shit leads to some self-fulfilling prophecy situations in a big way. Yeah. If you're going into all your dates, you know, being like, Oh God, nobody wants to be around the, Oh God guy. Yeah. Uh, Except for Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you feel, you feel me there. Just try to, and we talked about this uh, recently too, just with kind of dealing with the, the burnout and the frustration with it uh, is, is just trying to kind of embrace it for what it is of just like, there, there's this mystery to this thing. Yeah. Something good could come out of this. But like worst case, you're gonna you're gonna chat with somebody you haven't met. And I don't know. That's always that's always fun. That's always nice. Uh, yeah. Just try to kind of focus on here for the. Exp- I'm gonna have a fucking drink with somebody. It could be good. Maybe it'll be not so good. But I don't know. The possibilities there. I think it was yeah. Aiden who was talking about that. Yeah. Focusing on the possibilities with it is, I think, a good mindset to be in. There you go. Also, hit the gym a shit ton. <laughs> just get fucking ripped. That's my confidence advice. That's what that's what pulled me out of being very unconfident was doing lots of squats. I see. And growing a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it really does work for you in a way that it doesn't work for a lot of people. Like my mustache, if I grow one, is just tragic. I like the fuck out because if I grow a whole beard, it's not good. It's very bad. But sure. only, luckily, this part grows in thick, and thank God it actually works. I thought I got it as the bid for the wedding. It's been like three fucking years. I had, <laughs> I might just have a mustache the rest of my life. Uh, I'll send, tune I'll send in you next some time. pictures. I'll send you some pictures of me with a mustache. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, dude. Maybe. Stop yeah. Fun. Maybe we'll put them in the discord. There you go. Patrons. Join us in the Patreon discord. Join in the Patreon at patreon.com slash RFTB. You get access to the discord. We're shit posting, talking with people taking uh, 
talking aspects of the show and, and questions and whatnot sometimes doing some gaming in there yeah i've been playing bloodborne with a listener of late it's been a lot of fun shouts to corla yeah and i need to get it i need to get that installed i've been yeah, meaning to fucking start that game up for a year at this point it's fucking um and also you get bonus episodes including the one we're about to record we now do a bonus episode every week every uh, damn week the past that's three weeks twenty-five an episode that's true months. And the past three weeks with guest episodes, all of the guests have uh, come on to the Patreon. So oftentimes you might get a bit more of uh, whoever the guest is that week. So check it out. It's pretty cool. Check it out. It is pretty cool. Uh, our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them at Instagram dot com slash the hey fellows or on spotify look up the hey fellows a thick turgid shout out to our ten dollar a month patreon listeners that's rich homie barb spreadable fruit and daddy thanks so much folks it's been real fun hanging out with you oh uh, please rate us five stars yes we, forgot about this. we charted in the u.s we were in the top 100 sexuality podcasts at some point in the past couple months. I've yeah. been like getting more into analytics. That's fucking cool. And that's largely because of people writing us reviews or yes. even if you click the five star thing in iTunes or whatever, that that boosts us everywhere. So if you it's haven't done that, we so it. it is so imperative to our uh, continued meteoric rise uh, to uh, uh, leftist relationship advice podcast superstardom. Uh, for you to drop those reviews, please, 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 please write and review. Just do it. Also, don't don't meteors fall. I know meteor oh, yeah. is a term, but they typically fall out of the sky. They're yeah, not launching out of the ground sense. like some kind of rocket meteor. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. I'm frustrated by that. I'm sorry to leave on such a sour note, Damn. listener, but get angry with us. Fuck. <laughs> I love you. Thanks. Bye. Shit. Perfect. <laughs>